Hi, and welcome to the Post-Acute Point of View, our discussion hub for healthcare technology in the out-of-hospital space. Here we talk about the latest news and views on trends and innovation that can impact the way post-acute care providers work. And we take a look at how technology can make a difference in today's changing healthcare landscape in both home-based and facility-based care organizations and the lives of the people they serve. Today we hear from Kevin Whitehurst, Senior Vice President of Skilled Nursing Solutions for Matrix Care and his special guest. Let's dive in. Hi everyone, this is Kevin Keith Whitehurst, Senior Vice President, Skilled Nursing Solutions at Matrix Care, and I want to thank you all for joining us today. I'm here today with Eric Silverman, Vice President of Technical Services, and we're going to be talking about the meaning of interoperability. So let's jump right into this. Eric, so nice to have you here. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, and why don't you start with your origin story? Great. Thanks, Kevin. Glad to be here with you. Mm -hmm. So I have been uh, in the IT industry for over 25 years now. And about, let's say, about 19 years ago, after the whole dot-com boom, looking to move on with my career, I got drawn into the senior living provider side of the house in IT. And so I started working for a very large senior living provider in IT with over 200 buildings in the long-term post-acute care space, mostly assisted living buildings. From there, the companies I was with went through different acquisitions. And eventually I came on with a company where we also had buildings, but we decided to build software. We didn't like the software that was out there on the market. So we decided, you know what, let's build our own through some connections we had. We did that. And then eventually that software was purchased by Matrix Care about seven years ago. And although my roots are still very much in senior living, I've diversified into areas of skilled nursing, LPC, and CCRCs, as they used to be known, and the whole spectrum of care settings in the long-term post-acute care network. So it's really been a crazy journey over the past 19 years of how I ended up here, but a lot of acquisitions and a lot of, a lot of different things I've seen along the way. Great. Well, Eric, I know that Matrix Care has expanded their footprint, and they're the leading provider of technology for all of the care settings in the post-acute care market. So Having all of those care settings is really very good topic to speak about today with our listeners, this interoperability. So can you start by telling our listeners what is interoperability anyway, and what does it actually mean for long-term post-acute care? Sure, Kevin. So interoperability takes on so many different meanings to different people, but it really just means computer systems exchanging information and making use of that information. It's one thing to exchange the information, but it's to take that information and put it into some usable form, whether it's into some type of dashboard or some type of use for clinicians to take that information and do something further with it. So although we always think of interoperability as referral networks and things like that, it really just means information exchange between systems. Systems. Okay. And I understand there are actually three different categories for interoperability. Can you explain what those are and what they mean for our listeners? Absolutely, Kevin. So my, the three categories I break them into are connections between external products, connections between internal products, and then third-party exchanges. So I'll just take you through these a little bit. The external products are when other softwares, other functionalities integrate into an EHR, such as Matrix Care. Somehow, 
now all these third parties have software that they do some functionality that, for example, Matrix Care might not do. There's, as you know, there's this whole spectrum of things that can be done out there and EHR can't do everything. It's That's just not possible. We focus on a lot of different areas, but there are lots of providers that provide those other services, whether we call them ancillary services. These external providers use the interoperability to get the information from their system into the EHR, anywhere from pharmacies to vitals to any other type of things, like, for example, getting MDS information, whether it's inbound or outbound into the EHR. Another great example is documents, sharing documents from some other source. Those are the external types of interoperability that we often think of. The next that I like to think about is the internal interoperability. So this is a little bit forgotten along the way. Internal interoperability is those connections within a software, such as Matrix Care, to allow the different systems to talk to each other. You know, a, a great example is if you think of every day you use Microsoft Word and maybe make Microsoft Excel, and, and you want to be able to easily change information from one of those to the others, maybe embed a chart into your Word document. Well, interoperability allows you to seamlessly take information and move it move it one platform to the other. Within a matrix care, say, when you want to get information for something like Meal Tracker over into the EHR, or maybe get ADT, as we call it, from one of the matrix care products to another, that's how that interoperability, that internal interoperability really works. It provides that platform to get the data from one matrix care system to another. Another great example of that is SSO. You want to be able to log into multiple platforms with a single user. Interoperability is a way that allows you to get to log into multiple systems via one username and password. So those are the kind of things we think of with internal interoperability. The third category, and this may be considered a subcategory of the external, but it's those networks or exchanges that we think of. Exchanges like care quality, exchanges like HIE, ways to get resident or patient information information, a whole file of patient information from, say, a hospital into your EHR. Those are those third-party networks that are going to help you with that for those getting those CCDs across from one source to another. A great example of pulling information from those networks or exchanges. The HIEs are, have become very prevalent within the states. They want to have information shared across a whole resident or patient platform. All that information can go from the EHR into the HIE by a single connection to that HIE. So that's what we think about with those networks or exchanges in third category. That's kind of how I summarize the different types of interoperability that we see out there. Thanks so much for the thorough explanation of those three different categories. I think you gave a really good broad view of what those are. Now I want to, for our listeners here, just go a bit deeper into the categories and have you start with the connections between external products. Just kind of break it down some more for our listeners so they have a better understanding of what this is. Sure, Kevin. A great example of this I like to think about is the pharmacy integrations. So when people are working with the EHRs, they need that integration to a pharmacy. So the information about the meds can flow to the EHR and the orders can flow to the pharmacy. So interoperability is what's going to really allow us to have that connectivity of the pharmacy. So the way this process works is to start, the EHR is going to send what we call ADT or admission, discharge, and transfer information over to the pharmacy. That allows the pharmacy to really know who the residents are in that skilled nursing facility. From there, 
what's going to happen, uh, and depending on how the system is used, what's going to happen is the orders are going to be passed from the EHR over to the pharmacy. Uh, say a nurse is going to enter those orders. And then from that, the medicine is going to be filled, sent to the skilled nursing facility, and a medication administration record, or MAR, is going to be created from all the information. The interoperability is going to allow all this to be done seamlessly without having to fax an order in or without having to manually send it, whatever method it might be, phone, fax. This all allows it to be done electronically, and there's a far less chance of med errors or mistakes being entered from manually keying that information in. So the interoperability is going to allow this all this information to flow from one system to the other with a minimal intervention other than you know the keying of an order, which is always done. That's a great example of interoperability. It's kind of one of those very foundational things that every skilled nursing is going to need. And it, again, it makes their lives much easier, less chance for error, and speeds up the process as well. So Eric, thank you for, for those examples of the pharmacy integration. Those are great. And you know, medication management is getting so much attention nowadays, always has been sort of out there, but it's definitely getting a lot of attention now. So I hope our listeners really understand some of these things that you described and how they can impact their success and their organizations. So a great example of an external product integration. What about some other ones like vitals? Can you describe what that interoperability would look like? Absolutely, Kevin. It's an up-and-coming integration that's being asked for more and more is integration to Vitals machines. So Matrix Care, of course, being a health record, needs to have all that Vitals information, and it's all being captured by some machine. Now, the last thing we want to do is have to take the information from that machine, say blood pressure, whatever it might be, and then key it in manually. Well, with interoperability, we can take the information from that machine via an interface and just pass those Vitals, whether it's temperature or blood pressure or others, right into the system into the health record. So it makes for, again, much faster, more efficient, less error-prone process. And the nice thing is you can have a lot of different machines. You don't have to have specific machines. That's a, a big difference here with, you know, having interoperability allows you to not be tied down to a single vendor. Um, with interoperability like this, you can have multiple vendors that you can get information from whichever vendor you might use and allow that information to pass across and be the hardware that you use is irrelevant or sorry, not irrelevant, but, but you're more or as you say, hardware agnostic. So it's a great feature to be able to just pass it. You take the, the nurse takes the vitals, it passes it over, you're done. No more keying and, and writing down the information. Well, that's great. Thanks, Eric. And I'm sure you've worked with a lot of providers and these integrations, and this is definitely valuable information for our listeners today. So thank you for sharing that. So moving on, let's talk about this other category of connections between internal products. And I know you talked about it briefly earlier, but can you explain to our listeners what this actually is and how this is different from the other category? Yeah, Kevin. So with internal integrations, we all know that as companies grow and products are added, you want those products to be able to talk to each other. I mentioned the meal tracker example, but with the diversifying of care settings between skilled nursing and senior living, it's a great example. We talk about these different care settings as we call them. You know, you want that information to be able to pass from system to system seamlessly. So, so having that internal integration allows for you to have that best of breed product where there's a product geared towards that care setting 
providing, say, skilled nursing in this example. And you have that diversified provider where they have multiple different care settings and you want that information to pass from one care setting to another seamlessly. So that is what we'd consider a, an internal integration. It doesn't, the information doesn't have to go outside of our systems to get from one system to another. The other one that I mentioned that to me is so important is the single sign-on. And that's becoming a, a much more prevalent need for providers to be able to have that one sign-on. They don't want to have to manage many, many different passwords. So the more single sign-on interoperability we could do, the better experience it is for customers. And so the goal and the drive is always to keep on expanding that so the customer can have just a menu of choices. I want to run this part of the application. And it just takes them seamlessly that part of the application without them ever having to realize that you know there might be another password there. It's a great user experience when that they just jump from one part of the system to another without those extra needed credentials. So those are some examples of internal interoperability. There are a lot of those, but it just gives you an idea of what we're talking about there, Kevin. Yeah, that's some good information. And there's the third category, you know, when you start talking about connections with third-party exchanges, and I know earlier you mentioned HIE, and what I have been seeing is, depending on which state it is, a lot of them are now requiring some data sharing. But if I'm a provider and I've never done this before, what's involved in that? What would they have to do and how is this done? Can you describe any of that for our listeners? Absolutely. So there are a few barriers to connecting to HIEs, and that's because, as you mentioned, Kevin, there are a lot of HIEs across the country. There are many, many. And seeing that there are some early developing standards around that, but the issue there is that each HIE has to be connected to individually. So when a provider wants to connect to their HIE, they'd certainly reach out to Matrix Care to connect to that HIE so that we can get that information flowing. There are multiple ways to connect to an HIE technologically without getting too much into the details of the how you make that individual connection. The important thing to note is that we have to work with each of those HIEs to find their standards, to find how they work, to get that information passed effectively. And to your point, Kevin, you raised, mm -hmm. it's becoming more prevalent that a states, we've, we're just hearing it now, states say, if, if you want to continue to do business as a, whether it's a skilled nursing or whatever care setting it might be, you've got to send information over to that HIE to continue to operate. So we have to continue to evolve our strategies to make sure we are providing that constant connection to those HAs and make sure we can effectively transmit the information for the customers to get them to the place they need to be so they're not in violation of any of the state's regulations. Okay. Thank you for that. That was some good insight on that because I know a lot of this is coming up in various states. We're hearing more and more about it every week. Thank you. So a lot of interesting topics and great information, Eric. Thank you so much for that. We still have a little time left, and before we wrap this up, I was hoping that you could share if there are any other insights that you may have that you would like to share with our listeners. Yeah, so what I found uh, with my experience in, in this world is that finding interoperability, it's just every day it's becoming more and more critical to customers, to providers in the space. And so Matrix Care, for example, connects to hundreds of different third parties. And, and a lot of times customers don't even realize that they want to connect to some third party and they might not even realize that Matrix Care connects to them. So by reaching out, we can certainly help. Maybe we don't yet. That's certainly a possibility that we can 
connect to that third party, or maybe there's a third party that a customer isn't even aware of that they may want to connect to. The power of all this is information. We all know everything is data and it's what you do with that data. So we've got to make, you know, every customer, every provider wants to make effective use of the data they have. So finding the right interoperability partners to work with is crucial. So what I would say is that it's always helpful to reach out and ask. That's the best thing because you just providers just don't realize the number of companies out there providing different services. It's such a wide space. We think of the EHR, Kevin, as, you know, of course, you've got your clinicals and you've got all these different pieces, but then there's so much more out there that can supplement things that the EHR might not do. So again, what I would say here is that by reaching out to talk with someone about the gaps that there are out there to see what interoperability can fill some of those gaps. Again, there's so much functionality. We talked about vitals. We talked, you know, there's MDSs and there's, of course, ADT. Maybe, Kevin, that the most common thing that's requested is ADT. Everyone wants to send the ADT information over there so that that third party can do something Mm -hmm. with it, bring it into their system, and then do what's needed. And ultimately, the interesting thing about the ADT is what we're really doing there. When it's just an ADT integration, we're making providers' lives easier because they don't have to then go do duplicate entry and have error-prone entry. So that's the real appeal with the ADT side of things. So And we're doing more and more of those ADT connections as as we grow the network of providers that we are interoperable with. So it's exciting to see that network grow and, you know, it just becomes this big ecosystem that will continue to grow based on industry needs, based on customer needs, and figuring out what makes the most sense for the industry. Well, Eric, aside from ADT, the one thing that I hear a lot about is CCD which is the continuity of care documentation, which is really the first ever standard of sharing information, at least for the long-term post-acute care. And does that also come up frequently in external integration? Yeah, Kevin, that's coming up all the time now, definitely in some of these HIE connections. It's coming up all the time. So an interesting thing about that is familiar with direct messaging. You know, that's a pretty becoming more and more common way of getting the CCD across into the EHR. So as we continue to grow up that direct messaging functionality, that's become more prevalent with that. Also connecting into the, again, those networks, care quality, Commonwealth, et cetera, getting that information across those networks is, it's going to become mandatory. Everything's somewhere down the line is all going to have to go across as a to we still see the old way of doing it, whether it's faxing, you know, which to me, it's amazing that how much faxing is still done out there, but it, well, you know, slowly. Yeah, I, I was surprised too. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll see that, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to see faxing for a while, I think, but more and more as technology becomes more and more adopted, I think uh, we'll see again, the direct messages and the connections to those networks, uh, you know, third-party networks to get those CCDs across. So I, I look for that to just keep on becoming more and more important and prevalent. Sounds great. Well, Eric, this has been phenomenal. I mean, all of this information and, you know, when I think of interoperability, we've shared a lot of information with our listeners today, but this is really a way of doing business. So I really want to thank you, Eric, for that wealth of information and everything that you shared. And also thank all of our listeners for joining for another episode of the Post-Acute POV. We've had a great topic. We're diving deeper into the meaning of interoperability, and we hope you were able to learn from this conversation and many to come. So I also want to thank you again, Eric, for sharing this insight with us. 
Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you having me. That concludes the latest episode of the Post-Acute Point of View from Matrix Care. We have a lot of guests and topics coming up that you won't want to miss, so be sure to subscribe. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, and if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, leave us a review. To learn more about Matrix Care and our solutions and services, visit matrixcare.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. Be well, and we'll see you next time.